I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Ghost Maps was recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Ghost Maps. Entry 22. Shenton Way, Singapore. Anna looks tired as she takes a seat across from me at a Tiong Bahru coffee house with a soy latte in hand. I ask her if she's had a busy day. She laughs and says, What do you mean had? I'm heading back to work after this. Anna's a creative director at a tech startup, which means that, as she puts it, she practically lives in the office. I ask her whether that puts a strain on her marriage. She smiles affectionately and shakes her head. As long as she looks after her health, she tells me, her husband doesn't give her too much grief about it. He knows it's what I love to do, and, like it or not, he gets that the late nights are just a part of the job, she says, taking a sip of her latte. She adds with another laugh, however, that he won't stop by and visit her in the office anymore. Not after what had happened, anyway. It was Anna's husband, Edgar, that actually suggested she meet up with me. I ask her why Edgar didn't join us, since he's a part of this story too. She chuckles and tells me that he usually clocks out on time. So, he'd rather not have the incident on his mind just before he heads back for an evening at home with no one else but the cat around. I smile politely. I can't really tell her that I understand, of course. It's not like I keep regular hours in my particular line of work. Instead, I place my recorder on the table and ask her when she's ready to start from the beginning. It was late last year, just two months after the company had moved into their Shenton Way office space. The vending machines and the bar were fully stocked. There was a pool table, a video game room, and even a modestly sized gym. More importantly though, there was still an air of excitement among the relatively small team. People were gladly working overtime, driven less by deadlines and more by the kind of enthusiasm that comes from being on the ground floor of something new. Still, by around 11, on this particular Wednesday night, almost everyone had gone home. Well, everyone, except for Anna, that is, who was hoping to get a head start on a project. In the last two decades or so, Anna had worked in everything from office towers to shop houses. The only time she'd ever experienced anything out of the ordinary at night was when she encountered a rat in an office pantry 
a few years ago. So, when she felt like she was being watched, she tried to shrug it off. She was tired, she reasoned. She wasn't the young, hungry creative she used to be. Hell, she said out loud, I'm just not as young as I used to be. She chuckled to herself, a little louder than she normally would, hoping that it would distract her from that unsettling feeling that she wasn't alone. Just before midnight, though, she was startled by the buzzer at the front door. It was Edgar. He decided to surprise her by dropping by with some sati from La Passat. She told him it was sweet of him and that he really didn't need to. She didn't want to tell him the truth because it felt silly now that she wasn't alone. But the truth was that she was deeply relieved that he had shown up. Edgar gave her a loving peck on the cheek, but then his eyes widened as he took in the sight of Anna's work desk. Scattered messily amongst her notebook, tablet, desktop setup, and secondary monitors were five crushed cans of soda. Edgar grunted disapprovingly as he waved one of the cans accusingly at her. But Anna only shrugged. The sugar keeps me going, she laughed. Edgar rolled his eyes as he tossed the can he was holding into the basket beside her table. The couple had their supper in the pantry, enjoying the view of the city. If Anna was being honest, she tells me, that used to be another reason why she didn't mind working late. Not just for the work itself, but to see the skyline all lit up. After supper, Anna decided that she'd call in a night. So while Edgar headed to the bathroom, she washed up the plates. She'd barely finished when she heard Edgar call out to her from the direction of her desk. There was something in his tone that concerned her. It wasn't fear. At least, not yet, anyway. Anna jogged back to her desk, wiping her hands on her jeans. But when she got there, she didn't notice what Edgar was staring at. Not at first. She was about to ask him what was wrong when she followed his line of sight and saw the five crushed soda cans stacked one on top of the other. Did you do this? Edgar asked, his voice level. Anna shook her head. And you're sure we're the only ones here? He added, though he clearly knew what her answer would be. Still, she nodded anyway, slowly. In that same level tone, Edgar asked her to back up. Quickly, but awkwardly, Anna navigated her way around to pick up her backpack, careful not to touch the desk. I didn't know what would happen if I bumped into the desk and the cans fell, she tells me, somehow looking even more exhausted now. 
and I didn't want to know. With her backpack in tow, Anna and Edgar headed straight for the exit, not bothering to switch off the lights on their way out. The walk from her desk to the door couldn't have been more than a couple of steps, but it felt like forever to them. The whole time, Anna was gripped by that unsettling feeling from before. They were being watched. She could feel wherever it was glaring at her from behind. Menacingly, yes, but also a little playfully. As they reached the door, Anna and Edgar stopped suddenly, flinching at the sound of the five soda cans crashing down. Without a word to each other, the couple scrambled out of the office as quickly as they could. In that rush, though, Anna could have sworn that she heard a child giggling from her desk. Anna's not a spiritual person, but she absolutely refused to come into the office until the CEO had the space blessed by a representative from every major religion. Making demands of the boss, it's one of the perks of being an old hand in this industry, she says, with a smirk. I return a grin, then ask if those blessings are why she's okay with working well into the night now. She tells me she's not actually fine with working late. She tries not to, and when she does, like tonight, she insists that the CEO and at least one other person is there with her. She finishes a soy latte, then says, It's like I told Edgar, there are things that are part of the job that you have to work around or just accept. And this is now one of those things. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now.